Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett and I'm joined by a special guest, David Blackman from Aspen Grove Studios, WP the Podcast, Divi, Sp Divi Space, and a bunch of other uh, companies and projects and, that we're going to talk about in this episode. I wanted to get David on the call. I met David in person at a WordPress event. Uh, he's a leader in the Divi community. He's a course creator. He's a digital product entrepreneur. There's going to be a lot of knowledge and wisdom dropped here today. So what you learn in this episode, I'd, I'd uh, encourage you to take action, take notes on some ideas you get from this because we're going to be going deep and I'm going to mind David for some of the uh, hard-won lessons he's learned along the way. David, welcome to the call. Hey, Chris. Thanks so much for having me, man. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Well, it's good to be with you. Um, you just recently launched a course on your website that was powered by Lifter LMS. It was called Transforming Divi with CSS and jQuery. Can you tell us your story of that course launch and how that course came to be? I'll have to give you a small little bit of backstory first because I think it'll it'll get lost if I don't. So um, last year, April 1st, 2017, we acquired Divi Space from SJ James, who's also another leader in the Divi community. And SJ actually put out one of the first, probably the first course in the Divi community almost three years ago. It was a CSS course. Last November, uh, SJ came to me, we met. SJ is working, he's still a part of Divi Space. We're still together. Um, he was just overwhelmed with with handling a one-man show, solopreneur, and he wanted to focus on his genius, which was teaching and showing people how to do things and building products. So we partnered. He came to me in November, and he said, you know, David, he said, I have this idea I want to present to you. Um, you know, I want to see if you're open to it. And he said, I did the CSS course. I'd like to do a... Um, a second course, a better because my learning has improved so much from when I put the original course out. I'd like to go deeper with CSS and I'd like to add jQuery. Uh, and then we discussed it. We decided to grandfather in the previous students that had taken enrolled in his CSS course so that they could continue to evolve. Um, and I thought it was a great idea. And we said, okay, let's do it. You know, and he he started the process of putting it together. Uh, we mapped out a night, an, an outline. We put a timeline together and stuff, and we launched it on May 1st of 2018, uh, the first class, and we had almost 400 students sign up for the course. So it was, uh, we were, we've been pretty busy for the last six weeks. Without the product side of the business, the client side of the business, having 400 new students to manage and support has been, <laughs> it's been a learning experience. So it's been awesome. So did you do a, like a launch window? It was open for a little bit and then it's closed or is it still open right now? We did. Um, well, we're testing some things. Since this is our first course, it's kind of our MVP into the course world, so to speak, minimum viable product. We know that our audience really loves our products. They love the plugins, the themes, um, all of the things that we create around WordPress, around Divi. Um, but we, we felt like there was a, 
a desire for them to learn and go deeper with their own knowledge around WordPress. So we we kind of use this one as a, a an MVP, minimum viable product, to test the course. And the overwhelming response that we got was just a, a, a massive, you know, positive thing. So we opened it up. We left it open, but we talked, we, we, we did a couple of different things. We've closed it and we've left it open both. So we're in the process of shifting and we may change for class three and it may be open the entire time. So I'm just letting the world know we're still trying to figure this stuff out. So we've done both so far. Well, congratulations on a 400 person MVP is a great yeah. win to sell. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Let it, for the other course creators out there thinking about their projects or their projects that they want to bring into this world. Let me ask you some timeline and detail questions. Yeah. How long was the time period from the idea of let's make a course to the course launch? Uh, ideation to course launch was uh, six months. Six months. Nice. Yeah. And when you, uh, how did you get the, um, like the LMS technology before or after the course content was created or mostly created or started or whatever? After, which is the we right way to do LMS it. Out. Yeah, yeah. We didn't build the LMS out until, you know, everything was done content-wise for the course. So we kind of had an idea of structure of what it we, what we wanted it to look like and stuff. And I just just from my observation, because I see a lot of projects, um, it's always much likelier to have success if you have your don't get the technology first, work right. on creating the content creating the course and then go shopping for technology. I just know, notice a much higher uh, probability of success when you do it in that order. So that's right. cool. Um, <clears throat> is there any kind of uh, just looking for details, whether it's um, pricing or marketing tactics or anything, what did you learn? What were some things that you thought you really like, okay, I did a good job there. I, I got a win there. And what are some things that, you know, lessons you learned that I'm going to do X differently next time with your MVP launch. Oh, wow. Uh, there were so many <laughs> good and bad things. I mean, we, we've, we've learned a lot. The first thing that jumps out to me is, um, I guess you would put it in the bad column, but I don't necessarily know that there's anything to put. They're just lessons learned and stuff. Uh, we had a very aggressive initial <laughs> timeline that we even announced to the world. You know, this course was supposed to launch on January the 1st, new year, new you, you know, come up your skills. And, you know, that was six weeks from ideation to course launch. And it takes a lot longer than you think it's going to take to get the content ready because we were doing video, text, quizzes, assignments, and there's just so much that goes into the, the creation of the course. It's going to take four times what you think it's going to take. So that's lesson one. If you think it's going to take a month, plan six months. So just to be clear, I want to make sure I understood that correctly. You thought it would take six weeks. It took six months, right? Correct. Yeah. And <laughs> cool. I'm falling on the sword because <laughs> I announced Black Friday and through the early part of December 
you will get a course on January the 1st. And we did not launch it, obviously, until May the 1st. So I was, as we say in South Louisiana, where I'm from, I was crawfishing. Crawfish <laughs> moved backwards. So I was doing a little bit of crawfishing and begging for you know, forgiveness and, uh, and, and, and they were gracious. I mean, our users, our audience, they're awesome. And, uh, they were very understanding and forgiving. So that's awesome. Any other, what other, what's a win? Like what's a win that you got besides your successful MVP? Like what's another thing you were like, Oh, that worked well. Well, for me, it was, um, it was, it was just, you know, the process of, of completing it, you know, that was a huge win. Just, you know, taking it from step by step throughout the process of launching the MVP and doing really well, you know, creating the course content, what that looked like, how much time that was going to take, um, building out the LMS. That was a win. That was a huge win because you know what? We've built a lot of WordPress websites. We've done a lot of custom jobs, but we had never built an LMS before. I knew Chris. I met him at a WordPress event. We met personally at, at Pressnomics. And I knew that I wanted to go with a lifter because I, I want to support people that I know, um, you know, personally and stuff. I just, it's just kind of a thing with me. Uh, I think it's awesome that we help each other and grow. So I didn't know what to expect. You know, we went in, put lifter on the site and we built it, you know, we, 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 we did a great job with it. So that was a, a big win. Um, Chris referred somebody to us and, and, and we hired them to consult. They came in, they gave us the thumbs up and green light and said, you guys, and you guys did a good job on this. It's set up properly. It's so, you know, add that to our resume, LMS check, no problem. Come on over. So, yeah. That's awesome. I'm a little long-winded, Chris, so I'm sorry. My stories tend to have backstories. So no, that's good. That's the that's the whole point because it's um like I like that you said you one of the wins was getting the thing launched because <clears throat> yeah. it's easy to think that information products or coaching programs are are easy to launch. Like, in, oh, I'm just going to write a simple ebook or or make a, a email autoresponder or build an right. online course. But whoa, online course can be massive. Uh, it could be a big deal. So uh, yeah. that is a huge win to, to get it done and, and doing it, um, you know, not doing it alone. I noticed just from observation is something that uh, people who are successful, especially at the MVP stage, they have the different people are do, working on different parts of the project and, right. you know, maybe somebody's selling it, maybe somebody's making the course content the, there's power and partnerships there. Um, I want to talk about the course subject matter a little bit. Um, And it's one of the reasons that you're successful in your launch is that you've spent some time in the community around the Divi product. Can you tell us first, what do you love about the Divi product? How'd you get into Divi? Oh, man. I could tell you a million things I love about Divi, Chris. Um, Divi has been, it's transformed not only the students at CSS and jQuery, but it's definitely transformed my life. Uh, Divi was, I I discovered Divi very early in my WordPress journey. I started WordPress, I picked up WordPress for the first time in September of 2013. I knew nothing about it, Uh, did some research, had agreed to try to build a couple of blogs for some friends, 
and decided on Genesis and Thesis. Those were the two platforms that I was going to focus on. And because I wasn't a developer or a designer and I didn't have that skill set, um, they were truthfully, they were caving my head in. They were, it was just, it was, it was killing me because I wanted to do awesome things. I had this vision of what I wanted a website to look like, how I wanted to achieve it. And I couldn't do it. I didn't know how, because I didn't have the development chops to do it. So December, 2013, Divi came out and it was a drag and drop page builder. And maybe it's because it was the first drag and drop page builder that I had ever seen. Maybe if I saw Beaver Builder first or uh, Elementor wasn't around at the time, but Visual Composer, I mean, maybe Divi was even pre, uh, a predecessor to Beaver Builder, I'm not sure. But my point is, is that had I seen another page builder, maybe I would have had the same reaction. But I found Divi and I was able to achieve things with that tool that I could not achieve in Genesis or Thesis or some of the other, you know, WordPress themes that um, were custom themed, child themes and themes that people sold. I just couldn't do it because my lack of knowledge with CSS and PHP just, it was impossible for me to achieve what I wanted. And Divi allowed me to do that. I instantly saw the power of what Divi, I, I looked at this tool and thought, oh my God, you know, I don't know anything about coding and I can build a website, a pretty impressive website, you know, full on without any coding knowledge. So that's what really impressed me the most about it initially. Um, so I just, I was one of the first 10 members of the original Divi Facebook group. I'm lucky in the right place at the right time, I guess. Um, I was reading up on Elegant Themes' blog post. Somebody posted in the comments that they had started a Facebook group. Hey, do y'all want to go learn this thing together? I jumped in there and we all just started helping each other learn this new tool called Divi. We didn't know at the time that it was going to eventually become the number one WordPress theme in the world. We didn't know any of what we know now where Divi is. Um, you know, we just we just saw the power in it. And what I like to tell people today is that, you know, Divi is um, easy enough for a brand new beginner to use and build websites with that knows nothing, but it's powerful enough to build anything that you want to build with it if you have the skill set. Because now, not that I have the skill set because I'm not a developer, I'm still not that's not my skill set. My skill set is marketing and business. And, um, but I have very talented developers that work for me that we've built some amazing things with Divi that just blow people's minds that, that, that you can build it with this. So if you have the skill set or if you don't have the skill set, it's still an awesome tool to use. So, um, I think that's I if the you power. want to jump in here. Yeah, I think that's the power of WordPress and what it's all about is it's democratizing the ability to build cool things on the internet without necessarily being a developer or a Photoshop designer style expert. Right. And tools like Divi came along and I've, I have a ton of respect for Divi. Uh, Elegant Themes, the company that makes Divi before Divi had something like, and maybe they still do, 30 themes like a theme club. 87. <laughs> 87. Okay. And then they, they took all that learning, all that knowledge. And I remember when Divi came out and focused on 
this is the thing. And when a company learns across 87 tries and then they really double down, there's just a lot of learning that's happened to get to there. And then once that commitment is there and it stays there, there's a lot of focused energy and power. So I've always been impressed with how Elegant Themes has done that and really, you know, focused in on, on, on that, on the Divi um, theme and Divi Builder. You know, I, I will, I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit on, on Nick Roach and Elegant Themes' team because I know him personally. They've become friends over the last few years. They're amazing. They're awesome. I mean, they're super supportive of the Divi community. They didn't take the stance of this is our product, trademark, don't copyright, don't, you know, don't do any of this. They actually, you know, supported the community that grew up around it and stuff and tried to help them. I think Divi was their 87th theme, if I'm not mistaken. So if you're listening to this, it took them 87 tries to get the one that would change the world, so to speak, you know, um, so, you know, hang in there. <laughs> Things don't happen overnight and stuff. So, yeah, they're, 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 they're phenomenal. They're awesome. And the Divi community is second to none, in my opinion. But I'm a little biased because I'm deep in it. So, Well, I wanted to – that's my next question for you. It has to do with the Divi community. What um, – I know you're involved in it, and you hang out with the founder, or founders and um, – you know, you're just really invested in the community. Can you tell us how that happened? Because yeah. it's one thing to use a tool and love it and be a power user and build a business around it. It's another thing to like mm -hmm. invest in the community around the product. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it, it happened organically. You know, nobody set out to build this community. Like I said, we, we started this Facebook group and there was a core uh, group of people who, you see, you would consider them to be, um, you know, kind of, uh, what's the word, Divi famous. <laughs> most people know most of these people. Gino Quiroz, myself, SJ James, uh, Corey Jenkins. You know, a lot of these people. Michelle Noonan. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, she came later. I'm okay. talking about the very beginning. There's a lot of people like Michelle Noonan, Tim Streifler, that came in a year after. And I'm going to make a really good point to your audience and stuff because this is important. Those core people, Gino, SJ, myself, Adam Inlay, we were there from the beginning. Michelle, um, Tim, several people came a year after the community already had five, ten thousand 10,000 members in it. They still have succeeded massively because the community is so awesome. They didn't have the mindset of, oh, man, everybody's already done this already. I can't help out or do anything here. They dove in. They became a part of. They started being helpful and helped the community grow even more to where it is today. So if, if you're looking at something from the outside looking in, don't have the mindset of, man, it's already been done. There's no room for me in there. That's, you need to lose that mindset because I'm telling you, WordPress is awesome. Divi is awesome. And even if there's 10 million people in there, there's still room for you to do your thing, you know? So can you speak to the, uh, do you have any numbers or anything or just loose idea around the size of the Divi community or how many people use Divi or elegant themes? Well, yeah. I mean, on, on Facebook alone, there's close to a hundred thousand, you know, 
people in Facebook groups. I venture to say it's probably the largest WordPress community on Facebook. Um, I know that Divi has the second largest, officially second largest WordPress group behind advanced WordPress users group. I think advanced WordPress is the, the, the largest Facebook group. Uh, of course, they privatized it, locked it down, made it admin, you know, they moderate Approval. the heck out yeah. of moderate the heck out of it now they may be losing numbers i don't know i haven't been in there a while i've never considered myself advanced enough to post in there so i've never done it i've been a member i love matt cromwell john brown all those guys are super fantastic i don't feel like because it's more of a technical focus that i kind of fit there because my i'm business minded and stuff um but i think a hundred thousand users on Facebook. I know that Elegant Themes has on their own website almost a half a million active users. You know, that's a that's a lot of people using, you know, using Divi. And I would venture to say, you know, most of those people are developers or, you know, they're building sites for clients or friends or families. So I would the multiplier of just that number right there, there's got to be millions of websites on the internet that are using Divi. So it's big. I don't know the exact number, but it's a big audience. There's something funny we talk about on this show from time to time. It's just a fact or, well, it's, it's not a fact. It's an observation I have, which is I've seen it over and over and over again, <clears throat> that the company that makes a product, like in this case, Elegant Themes and Divi doesn't necessarily invest in making the training. So, right. you know, companies like yours uh, are making the training for people using this product. And right. uh, I, I, just, I just always find that observation interesting. However, I do not think it's impossible for product entrepreneurs to create training, to focus on training too. But it seems like there's often a capacity problem, like where all the resources go into the product, there's not much left over for training. Maybe we'll we sprinkle what we can on documentation, but nobody really double da doubles down on training. At least in my observation, it's often it comes from another entrepreneur somewhere else or a series of entrepreneurs. And for yeah. those of you listening that um, a lot of online courses, there's so much potential out there around how to use and build things with digital products, software tools, physical products, like building cool stuff and figuring out how to use a tool is like, that's where there's a huge opportunity in the online education market. And just like the numbers you're sharing there about if you're like trying to figure out which tool to build, you know, training around that you love and enjoy and are, are passionate about, you know, maybe it's helpful to go after a big a tool that has a, a pretty decent sized audience and also a vibrant community around it. Yeah. Um, so how did you, I, I guess I want to get into what I call the stack as an entrepreneur for you. You have uh, a very interesting stack. So people can do things like courses plus coaching plus community plus publishing plus services. And you're like kind of across the board, like you have a nice what we would call a stack as an entrepreneur. Can you've got um, Aspen Grove Studios, mm -hmm. and then you've got Divi Space, Potent Plugins, WP Gears, WP the Podcast, um, Divi Chat. 
you got all these things going on. Can you take us on a quick tour of your stack and suite of products and partnerships? Yeah. Well, well, as an entrepreneur, I've, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I didn't really know that's what I was until I was much later in life. How I old? I was probably in my 30s, you know, before I, you know, when I was coming up, Chris, you're a lot younger than me. But when I was growing up, an entrepreneur was not embraced the way that it's embraced today. You know, um, you know, self-employment and entrepreneurship was not a thing. If you were an entrepreneur in the 80s, in the 90s, you were a self an unemployed bum is what you were, you know. Um, and I just always thought differently than normal people. I always, you know, always had this in the back of my mind that, you know, I should be building something for myself and my family as opposed to throwing all my energy into building something for somebody else, which I was very talented at, at, at sales and marketing and stuff. And I could, and I succeeded everywhere that I went, but I always just, it just didn't sit right with me that I was making millions of dollars for these people and I could be doing it for myself. So um, fast forward to 2013, I had a, a business that I owned for 10 years prior to that. Uh, it was in the newspaper industry. Obviously, the newspaper industry took a tank because of the internet. Um, their budgets dried up for what I did for them. So I had to reinvent myself. I went to work for Gannett for three years, and um, I hated it. I had to punch a clock at 8 o'clock in the morning. I had to leave at 5, and I did a great job for them, but I just wasn't happy. So I just found WordPress, decided that I was going to venture out on my own. You know, I could buy some themes, modify them enough. I'm a tech guy. I could build some websites for small businesses that couldn't afford full-blown web developers. You know, they could pay me a couple of thousand dollars and I could get something up. And, and I could, because I could sell so easily, I, you know, had no problem with work. I had clients lined up around the block and I could do, you know. So it started with services. It started with services, and my my mindset was, I, I wanted because I have an entrepreneur mind. I wanted five streams of revenue because I knew that there would be lean times if you had one focus that you were focusing on. So my second thing that I I branched out in, well, my goal was was I I offered what I called service agreements. I I, I advised every client that. You know, WordPress is free, it's open source, it's a phenomenal platform. You can manage the site yourself, you can add your own blog content. There's a couple of things I don't recommend you do, and that is security, updates, and um, and hosting, you know. And that kind of stuff, I, I, I told them they needed to leave to a professional. We offer a service agreement, so I would upsell them on a service agreement, and then I would have annual recurring revenue from clients. I charged $1,500 a year to offer hosting, updates, security, and, um, oh, what's the third thing? Now my Backups, maybe? Backups. Thank yeah. you, Chris. <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of the standard WordPress maintenance package. Uh, and my goal was to have 100 of those by year five of my web business so that I could start the year off with $150,000 in the bank before I ever even touched a, a client website. So that's kind of was my first model. And then I, you know, found Divi, got into the Divi community. And 
here's where Aspen Grove Studios came from. At that time, it was Davcom Digital. I was a solopreneur. Corey Jenkins and I were friends. We met in the Divi community and stuff. And, and I just saw this, this opportunity because the Facebook groups were growing so large and there was such a need for third-party products to solve problems that were within Divi. You're right. Nick's team was, was smaller at the time. They didn't have the resources to focus on all the things. So here comes this this third party market to solve problems, pain points within Divi that people would buy. So this kind of blew my mind that, that this wasn't even out there, you know, to change the footer credits, which I'm a web developer, you know, I mean, I want designed by David Blackman in the footer, you know, with a link back to my website. Well, in order to change that in Divi, you had to go into the footer.php file, find this special code. I couldn't style it the way that I wanted to style it. I couldn't move it right a line. I couldn't do all these things. And I thought, man, this is a pain in the butt. I, I want to, you know, solve this problem. So my developer, myself and Corey got together and we built the footer, Divi footer editor, which was, it basically just used the WordPress WYSIWYG editor to allow you to modify that code. Uh, we also added a dynamic short code you know, to where it would automatically update every year so you wouldn't have to go back in and edit it. Um, allowed you a hyperlink. Anything you could do in a WordPress WYSIWYG editor, you could do with this little plugin. And everybody started asking for it. They're like, man, this is a great, I want that tool, you know. And I found out that people would pay for this thing. So this was our first product, scratching our own itch. And that thing has sold ten over 10,000 copies, you know. Wow. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh man, we might be on to something. So, were you ever, uh, were you ever like scared that like Divi would take that functionality and put it into their product, or if they did, would you even care? Like, could you? Speak I would have. I would have been perfectly okay with it. I had no problem with it. Um, it's something that's always been there. I've always known it that whatever we build could get incorporated into the parent theme Divi. And you know what? I'm okay with it. You know. You solved uh, a problem while it was there. Yeah, and, while it yeah. was there and made a little bit of money. Yeah. You know, hey, it doesn't, this isn't our, our, this is, goes back to the five revenue streams. This wasn't our only gig. So I never had the pressure of, oh my God, what if they incorporate this in? My revenue stream's going to be gone because we had a thriving client services business. We had a thriving maintenance business. And now all of a sudden we've added these products into the mix to where it was like, Oh, this is pretty good. So I've got the the three revenue streams working now, and um, and I've just never worried about it. I mean, I'm happy to help out if I can help Nick and them solve problems and they incorporate some things. But I will say this about Nick Roach and Elegant Themes: they're very cognizant and aware of the fact that that the Divi community is awesome, and they try to be very respectful. They realize that. They have changed lives. They have, they have built a product that's, that has allowed a lot of people feed their families, which is awesome. I can't imagine how many jobs Divi has created, but Nick's very aware of that. You know, there yeah. are things that are going to get implemented into core Divi, but for the most part, he's very respectful, you know. That's cool. What are the other two streams? Well... Courses, 
obviously, is, uh, is number four. Five isn't there yet. It's on the roadmap and it's planned. It's SaaS. Um, you know, we, we have some SaaS ideas for 2019. Um, but I want to, let me, I'm going to finish answering your original question, which was tell you all about all my moving parts and stuff. And I'll speed it up. Aspen Grove Studios was formed May of 2015. Aspen, um, the Divi Footer Editor, was our first product. We now have over um, almost 100 products that we've created in three years. So uh, a lot of them we give away. The, our, our first learning platform was not a course. It was the, it was the Demo Zone, which was 100% free to teach people how to use Divi. Because we would always get these questions. Hey, how did you achieve this? How did you do this in this? How did you design that, style that? So we basically put, you know, 25 themes and granted people access to the back end of Divi so they could see how it was built, you know. And I also wanted to show the power of Divi and, and create these themes with no CSS, no coding. Let's show you what, how awesome, what you can do if you truly understand the potential of this this tool that you're using. So Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space we acquired April of 2017. Potent Plugins was a company that was started by Jonathan Hall, who is now our lead back-end developer. Jonathan has worked with us, Aspen Grove Studios, for the last three years. Um, and he's just a phenomenal back-end developer. And I've, I've begged him, can you take on more work? <laughs> Can I hire you full time? Can I pay you triple of what I'm paying you right now? Because to me, he had that much value. And I ended up having to buy his company in order to get him to come to work for me. So uh, we acquired Potent Plugins. Uh, Jonathan works with us full time now. Um, so we've acquired two companies. And then I've always had the idea of courses that I wanted to, to do courses. I've always wanted to share the knowledge that I have and that I've learned throughout my lifetime because I feel like it's valuable. I feel like it's there. It can help some people. Um, and so I knew courses was on the roadmap, but nobody knows who David Blackman is in the Divi community. Yeah, they know who I am, but in the WordPress community as a whole, they don't really know who I am. So I felt like I needed to establish a presence in the WordPress community. What better way to establish a president presence, build trust, build up an audience by sharing your knowledge for free on a podcast and WP, the podcast was born. You know, I wanted to just get out there in the WordPress space. Tim and I did and try to establish ourselves as authorities in the WordPress space by doing the podcast, sharing our business, marketing, technical, all the knowledge around. And that with, with, with the long-term goal of creating a, a, a how to build a WordPress business course, which was to launch third quarter of 2018, which WP Gears is, is kind of where that's going to be housed. WPthepodcast.com will be moved into WP Gears. Uh, and then courses and the podcast will be held there along with a lot of awesome WordPress content, blog posts and stuff like that. So that's kind of how that transition all happened. And um, we've shifted our plans a little bit from the WordPress business course, third quarter. We decided it was smarter to probably start with our 
audience and do a how do you build a Divi business course after our MVP of the CSS and jQuery course Tim and I talked and thought you know what we're probably missing the boat here let's take a step back modify what we've already built let's design it for the Divi community which is where our base is and then do the bigger picture WordPress course so um, that's kind of how all of that Divi chat is not owned by me Divi chat is a partnership between nine individuals that are super awesome Leslie Bernal Tim Streifler myself my partner Corey Jenkins uh, Tammy Grant uh, Terry Hale uh, Sarah Oates let me see if I'm missing anybody is Gino in there Gino is not because we've okay. decided to take Gino was one of the founders of Divi chat with us um, but Gino has some other things that he I mean he's very much a part of Divi chat he's one of the all the time but as far as a technical partner of it he had some other goals that he wanted to pursue in his life that meant something to him his passions which we support him you know I'm all you know he wants to do you know ministry is very important to him and stuff so uh, I'm not gonna dive off into his story but you know there were some conflicts with time and stuff and he had to make a choice and we tried to you know and and that's where his passion is so um, Gino will be a part of Divi chat forever and he'll be on Divi chat as you know many times in the future as well so um, yeah the, the initial group that started was like about 15 of us and what we found out was that even once a week podcast is a big commitment and um, you know so you know the people who really wanted to be there and stuff we just decided to move forward and we're gonna we've got some awesome things planned with Divi chat um, you know this year we're gonna continue to produce content and stuff but we're gonna live stream to other platforms besides YouTube we're gonna go Facebook we're gonna do some Instagram we're gonna do some other platforms and stuff so just to try some things out so yeah so that's kind of the whole that is awesome economy, if you will that is really cool <laughs> that is really cool um, <clears throat> just from the outside looking in there's a couple things that I was hoping you could speak on to the education entrepreneur out there uh, it, it basically has to do with getting outside of the building from behind the computer and going out into the real yeah. world going to events yeah. going to people's houses um, and then and just also you're very much uh, like into building teams and working together and collaborating and acquisitions and partnerships. So could you speak to getting out of the building, getting away from the laptop and your approach to teams? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I, I must admit I'm an extrovert, Chris, so it's not really hard for me to get out there and go to these big word camps and, um, you know, um, Pressnomics or Camp Press or, you know, any of these events like this, that's like feeds my soul because I am an extrovert. And even though I do work in an office all day long here, which is my RV, by the way, I'm a digital nomad. My wife and I sold our house a little over three years ago and we've been full-timing in our RV ever since then. Uh, but it's me by myself. So the opportunity to go out and be with like-minded people to hang out with them to 
meet the people that I chat with, like you, online all the time. Uh, it's just for me, it's like it, it's 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 amazing. Um, it's amazing for everybody, I believe, when they meet the people that they work with online and stuff for the first time. It's really life changing. Um, I'll say this. I say this jokingly most of the time, but online friends are real friends. Um, now, what is the value brought to me by attending these events? The networking, I'm a, I'm a networker. I love to meet people like Chris, who's got an awesome product, you know, um, to meet other people in the WordPress community that I look up to, that I've watched their YouTube videos, I've read their blog posts, they've taught me things that I've used in my business and stuff. John Brown, original digital nomad that I met, and I remember when I found out that he was going to be speaking at the WordCamp, my first WordCamp that I attended, he was the guy I had to talk to because I was about to go full-time RV and, you know, John Brown's a digital nomad. And I just got, we just got to connect. We're kindred spirits, you know? Um, so it's been really awesome. I, I, I highly encourage you to get out and get out from behind the laptop, but it's not just to the events for networking. Um, get out into nature, you know, get out, take some walks, you know, takes taking care of yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally is very, very important because we work by ourselves in with, in front of a computer all day long. It's really important that we find some kind of balance emotionally, spiritually, physically, that we're able to take care of ourselves so that we can be the best person that we're going to be for, you know, ourselves and the people around us and the clients we do work for. So getting out is huge. What has that allowed me to do? It's allowed me to meet potential team members for my team. Um, we have probably half of our team is here in the U S half of our team is, is international. Um, and I have been really lucky at it. Maybe one of my superpowers is, finding good, good talent and team members and stuff, because I, we have an awesome team. I mean, I would, if we had, a, if there was a competition, I'd put them up against anybody in the world. You know, I mean, they're just that talented and, and amazing. Um, do it. There is an art to finding and putting a good team together. And uh, I think the first thing that for me, when you're trying to do that is you, you, you can't be afraid to try, you know, you can't be worried about, Oh my God, these people are going to sabotage my business and stuff. Cause you know what? They could, but somebody local that you hire could do that too. You, you got to trust people a little bit. You got you to trust people a little bit. You got to put yourself out there. You got to, you know, be smart about it, protect yourself, you know, try to try to limit your, um, potential risks and, um, you know, but but put yourself out there. Try to give people a chance because, look, I'm going to share one story with you right now. And this is my my philosophy. I'm a I'm an intuition guy. I trust my gut. You know, I, I, I honor and value our team members. And if they tell me that somebody's good, then I want to take a look at them and stuff. So we recently our one of our lead front end developer came to me and said, hey, I have a, a person who I think might be a good fit for our company. And um, 
you know, would you be interested? Do you need any more help? And I asked her what her skill sets were and stuff. And, and she said, well, I really don't know, but she's, she's built a few sites in Divi and I just, I think she might be a good fit. And I said, sure, I'll talk with her. You know, let me talk to her. Um, I did a zoom interview like this call and, you know, I asked her to tell me about herself and I mean, she was getting her master's in accounting. She was about to graduate and go into accounting, had nothing to do with web development, creativity, zero, you know, most people, if she would submit a resume to a web development company and they're looking at it, they'd be like, what? No way. I'm not even going to entertain talking to this person. So just in my interview process with her, I just, I just knew that I was willing to give it a shot, you know, and I said, you know what, let's, let's try it out. Let's see, let's see what you can do. You know, she showed me the Divi site she created and they weren't nowhere near Dominica's caliper, which is one of the best designers in the world, in my opinion, but it was good enough to where it was like, there's potential there, you know? So let's see what that potential can be turned into if she has the right mentor and the people teaching her how to do things properly and stuff. We just recently launched this new child theme, Divi Nonprofit, phenomenal nonprofit theme for Divi. It's the, it's the best theme that we've built so far, the most complex by far. She designed the homepage on that. She custom designed hand drew all the icons, over a hundred of them, created them digitally, and without knowing video editing at all, learned After Effects in two weeks and put together all the promo videos on YouTube and Facebook. Go take a look at these things. This was from somebody who was in school for accounting, but had a desire to do something creatively on the web, and I was willing to give it a shot. She is amazing. I mean, so this is what happens when you're willing to be open to trying new things, trying different things, and, and, and being open to not only international, you know, global, trying people that from around the world. Dominica is from Poland. She speak, when we met, she spoke Polish. You know, her English was this much. My Polish was less than that and we worked together for three years you know so you know the internet's an amazing place so you know i know i'm kind of all over the place here chris with the team and stuff but my story is so big that it's like which one do i focus in on you know and well there's with you so yeah that's great thank you thank you for sharing and there's so much to be said for hiring attitude and and training the skills or or when you hire people that have what I call batteries included, yeah. that's what it's all about, especially yeah. in the remote working environment and the passions there. And you see that seed um, that can be really powerful. So yeah. Um, I wanted to switch to one of your other specialties Okay, for the course creator out here. Who's listening or watching this. Um, one of your things is just selling and marketing and stuff like that. What are some tips you have, just general sales tips for the education entrepreneur out there who may be an expert, may have successfully built the website, but they're struggling, struggling to figure out selling and marketing? What advice, what just general advice do you have? Don't be afraid to give something away for free. You know, um, free 
I know that, you know, we give, we, we do a lot of things. We have a lot of paid products. We have way more free products than we do paid products. And what that has done for us is it has built up our audience and our user base. Emails are very powerful. They're still the number one form of marketing. Our email list is huge because we started collecting emails day one. We saw the value in that. So the way that we did that is we created free tools or assets or themes or layouts or whatever it was and gave them away for free. The demo zone was for free. It actually was for user acquisition. It wasn't sheer altruism. I wasn't, you know, hey, Dave's a great guy. Let me go spend all this time, energy, and money in building this platform so that people could learn Divi. I knew we had products that we wanted to sell to the Divi marketplace, and you need an audience to sell those products to. So you need to be thinking about what can I do to grow my audience? What can I do to um, increase that audience size? You know, typically people aren't going to, if they don't know you, they're not going to come to you and just want to sign up for your email list because you're a great guy. You're going to need to coax them in some shape, form, or fashion to allow you to come into their home, their living room, their email box, and allow you to pitch your wares to them. That's number one. Number two is, is when they give you that email, don't send them email blast about all your great stuff and that you want to sell them. Give them valuable content. Produce valuable content to them and let them come to your website. Always drive them back to your website because they will see your products, your services that you're offering. If you put out valuable content, they're going to come, you know, and that's, that's what we did. That's our model. That's exactly how we took our company. AspenGrowthStudios.com was launched in January of 2016. That was a little over two years ago. We had this many customers on the website. We had this many dollars going in. We did $387 the first month. We did $843 the second month. Last month, we did in excess almost $50,000. So, you know, our strategy was, well, let's just keep providing valuable content to our user base. You know, let's give them tools for free and let's see what happens. Maybe they'll want to buy our products and services and courses and all of that stuff, you know, and you know what they have, you know, so it's not nothing new. What I'm saying is nothing new. People have been doing this, this, this method for thousands of years. Um, it still works and it still works. That's right. It still works. But be genuine. Don't be, you know, Put some thought into it. We, we, we spend a lot of money and time and effort in our, our content, our marketing, and, um, and, and the tools that we create and give away for free. We just created a, a kick-ass child theme for Divi called Divi All Purpose that is 100% free. Go download it. Divi Space. Divi.space. Go download. Go check the thing out. It's free. You know? All you got to do is give me an email for it. And you can, you know, and it's got to be a legitimate email. And look, here's the, here's the truth. I'm kind of, you know, joking about this. 
we pay for this email list. So if you don't want to be on it, we don't want you on it because, you know, if you want to, if you want to receive valuable um, information about WordPress and Divi, we put out, go, go put, we put out five blog posts a week minimum. You know, that's a lot of content <laughs> and that takes time and money and effort. And these blog posts aren't about, hey, come check out how awesome our products are. These blog posts are about how to solve problems with WordPress, solutions for Divi, you know. So, yeah, just that's kind of a couple of tips. Sorry. Go no, ahead. that's no, that's <laughs> great. That's great. Um, yeah, giving away as much as you can for free and not just having a pitch fest all the time is, you yeah. know, there's so many nuggets of wisdom in there. And, like, you're not – you're giving away more than you think you can, like five blog posts yeah. a week, podcasts, free products, yeah, that's all kinds that. of stuff. I mean, it's uh, it's very powerful. That's the secret to our success too, is we give away a ton for free as well. Yeah. Um. Well, I want to thank you, David, for coming on the show and and sharing your your journey with us, and you know your your course kind of case study of what happened there. Um. For the listener out there, how can they can connect with you? Is aspengrovestudios.com the best place or where else can they go? Well, they, they will definitely find me there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They'll find me everywhere. If you go to any of those things we've talked about today, you'll find me. I'll get, I'll get uh, my email is david at aspengrovestudios.com. That's probably the easiest way to get me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, but I don't tweet. I'm a terrible tweeter. Um, so if you send me messages, which Brad Williams, the founder of uh, Web Dev Studios, you know, sent me a DM on, on Twitter a few weeks ago. And I'm like, dude, I'm on tweet. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so I'm on Instagram. I'm a terrible Instagrammer too. Facebook is kind of my thing. So if you're on Facebook and it's your thing and you want to connect, that's probably the easiest place to connect with me or on my email. That's awesome. And if you're just listening to this podcast, go ahead and check out WP the podcast. It's got like a purple microphone on it, I think, on, yeah, the, yeah. on the icon. Look for that. Go check out an episode over there. David, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. It's been great.